Hi, welcome to the very first ever recording of Homeschool Chat. Thank you so much for listening. Let me just start by giving you kind of an introduction to who I who I am and what the goal of this podcast is and the format. So I am a mom of three boys and I homeschool them to our school age. One is still too young for school. He's two. Um, and the goal of this podcast is a place for people who are actively homeschooling and people who are interested in homeschooling to kind of get an idea of what it's really all about. I feel like homeschooling is going through a renaissance right now because of COVID-19 and the current, you know, technology that's available to everybody makes homeschooling so accessible. And dare I say easy? I don't know. That's that's kind of a, a generous a generous term, but um I just, you know, I want to have a casual conversation. I think sometimes homeschooling can be really intimidating. When you look online and you see these beautiful Pinterest pages saying, um, homeschooling made easy or um, homeschool schedule that's guaranteed to work, you know, and all of these kinds of things or these YouTubers who are just beautiful, you know, perfect and their backgrounds are perfect and their makeup is perfect. And you think, oh my gosh, these women um, have it together and I don't and I can't do it. I'm not prepared. Um, you know, that's, that's social media, right? Like that's not always the way, the way reality works. Um, so I just want to be able to have a, a nice conversation that's not snarky, that's not sarcastic, but that's also not trying to pretend to be perfect either. Um, kind of how, how would it be if we were sitting around out, you know, out on the back porch, just talking about life, right? Um, and so, you know, I chose the podcast format because I think that it's, a good way for people who are busy to, you know, to, to hear what I have to say and to kind of relate to somebody who is in their same demographic, who's, who's dealing with the same, you know, the same stuff in life. Um, whether you're driving your kid to something, um, you can listen together in the car or you're working out, you're walking on a treadmill, you're taking a walk outside, doing some chores or working around the house, you know, just, you know, pop it on, have uh, something to listen to that will make you smile, make you think a little bit and, um, you know, make you feel secure in what you're doing because homeschooling, you know, it's a risk and it's scary. Um, For me, it was, I didn't know you know, I, I felt like it was taking a step and a risk with my children that, you know, could, imp- is, it will impact their whole lives. And it has to be something you feel confident about and you should not ever feel isolated. And so I think that this is a, something that will, you know, hopefully give people who are homeschooling their kids someone to relate to and listen to and, you know, know that you're not alone out there. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the goal of this podcast. That's where we're going. Um, I want to talk about, you know, just all the fun stuff and some of the serious stuff too, you know, what's going on topically, um, politically and government that might be impacting homeschooling, making it harder, making it easier. Um, What does your day look like? What works? What doesn't? What's your setup? Um, Curriculum, of course, that's always you know, at the forefront of everything. And then just the funny stuff the kids do and the the crazy roads that we go down with homeschooling, you know, you think you're going to turn right and then you make this sharp left turn and you guys learn so much more than we ever thought we would. 
Um, so that's, that's kind of what I want to talk about. If there's anything you want to talk about, please, please bring it up. Um, because it's just an endless source of, <laughs> of material, right? With these kids, um, and other parents too, for sure. Um, and with, you know, a pandemic going on, my goodness, it's changed, it's changed everything. Um, that's my two-year-old in the background saying hi. Um, and so, you know, who am I? I am, uh, 36 years old. I've got three, three boys, as I said, two years old, nine years old, just turned nine and a 10 year old. Um, and they originally were going to public school. I was someone who was always very (laughs) judgy towards homeschoolers. I thought, well, so I graduated high school in 2002. And so at that time where I was living, homeschooling was either for people who were naughty and got kicked out of school or, you know, were very mm, fundamental perhaps, or just kind of struggling socially, you know, that, that kind of thing. And I just felt like it wasn't for me. I just knew for a fact that they didn't learn as much and they were isolated and they were going to be weird and all of that kind of stuff. Well, once I had my own children, and like I said, this is a homeschooling renaissance right now. We live in a community that is very um, pro-homeschooling. There's a lot of people here who homeschool, and they have um, adult children who they homeschooled, and they went on to college, and they have successful careers, and they've managed to find wives and husbands, and I can see kind of what the result will be of a homeschooler, of of a homeschooled kid. And I really liked what I saw. And um, I kind of started thinking about it in a totally different light after seeing these happy kids going about their lives very well adjusted. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. Good for them. You know, good for them, not for me, but, you know, cool. Well, my kids started school and I, you know, every day I put them on the bus kind of wondering, What's that, what's life going to be like for them at school? What, you know, what's going on there? Never really knowing. And, and even when you volunteer at school and, you know, and you go, you still just don't know. And I found myself praying and praying and praying, please let them have a good day. God, please be with them. Stay with them. You know, always just, you know, kind of almost begging in a way, please, please keep them safe. Um, have them be nice, have them follow the rules, have other kids be nice to them. You know, all of those things you worry about as a, as a parent and, um, just, kind of always and not really and you know you miss out and you don't always have this time with them and um then all that they get home at the end of the day uh and you rush 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 through sports and homework and dinner and then it's bedtime thinking wow they're spending more time at school than they are with me huh I don't know if I love this as much as I do and then but still not knowing you know well this is just the way life is this is just this is school this is this is American life this is the way it's supposed to be and then um I had this moment last year in our, I live in Colorado and there was a threat. There was a person who came to the state and was suspected to, her desire was to cause harm to Colorado schools. And they, uh, and I made the decision. We were sitting at the table and I told my husband, I'm not sending them to school tomorrow. I just don't feel good about it and I and at that point the kids had heard the news they knew something was going on they had been in a lockdown the entire school day 
And so they knew, you know, some, something was happening. And we, we agreed, yeah, we're just going to keep them home. You know, even though we, we believe that the school will keep them safe, nothing will happen, there's a day of fear. It's just a day of everybody kind of being scared. Well, that night we got a call, and I, I want to say I could be I could be off on this, but I think it was at like four in the morning, or maybe it was like midnight, or just really late at night. They they put out the robo call saying schools have been canceled, and they canceled all the schools in our metro area because of this threat. And I was so happy that they did, because and I think that was the right decision. But that was the first moment where I had decided, you know what, they're they're better at home than they are at school, and that was kind of the first awakening of, huh, you know, maybe, maybe they are better at home. You know, maybe, maybe they are safer at home. Maybe I should take control and not just trust, um, that they are going to be safer somewhere else. And so then, um, we, we did start school the next school year, all hunky dory off we go to school and there was a voice in my head and it was God, um, telling me, they are to be homeschooled. They need to be homeschooled. And the more I prayed about it and the more I talked to God about it and begged him for clarity and, and begged him to make me feel comfortable sending them to school, the louder the voice got. And what I would encourage anybody who homeschools to do is tell everybody that you want to homeschool and that you're thinking about it and that you do it because all of a sudden I had people telling me, you know, I homeschooled my kids for a couple years and it was great. And then I had people who gave me hours out of their day to sit and talk to me. Um, you know, one woman on the phone, her daughter was calling her from college and she kept, you know, rejecting the call. And finally, you know, she's like, I, I really do need to take this call. But I think that, you know, it was one of those conversations where God was really working through her because she was just pouring out all of this information from, you know, what it's like to be a homeschooler and, you know, what to do and, and why and, and that I'll be okay. You know, she's she's homeschooled um, several kids. They've gone on to college. Some are still at home and, and, you know, just successful. She was successful with it. And then another another person, you know, sat me down and, and gave me the most beautiful um, reason why she homeschooled. And everybody's, you know, home experience is different and why they do it is different. Um, and, and I didn't know there was just this, it wasn't a still small voice. It was a loud demanding voice that this is what I had to do. And so I did it. Um, and I didn't have, I have no ill will toward the school. There's nothing that they do that's, that's wrong or bad or that I need to protect my children from necessarily. But I, and I wanted to end on a positive note with the school because if this all went south, <laughs> if I failed miserably, they were going to have to go back and I was going to have to eat crow and re-enroll. Um, and so I uh, told the kids, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is what it's going to look like. We started to order curriculum and it came in and I showed them. And so they knew, but I didn't tell the school until the day that was going to be their last day because I knew that it would be a week. Like if I came, if I, if I told them on a Monday that this was going to be their last week, it would be a week of goodbyes and crying and tears and, you know, all of this uh, drama and sadness. And I, I wanted the beginning of homeschooling to be a new beginning, something that was positive because we're not moving away. They can still see their friends all the time. Um, and so I went in and I, I uh, told their teachers and one teacher was very, very positive about it. She was, you could tell, you know, had kind of that mindset of, yeah, they'll be okay. You'll do fine. And then the other teacher 
was not happy. She um, did not want to give me the curriculum. And so the way our school district works is we pay fees. We pay quite a bit. And we pay um, for each workbook. And I knew that, you know, because you look at the itemized list of every everything you're paying for, the planner, the math workbook, the, um, you know, I know all the different fees and the technology fees and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted the math workbook and she did not want to give it to me. And it was this moment of like this resistance, you know, and I am not a confrontational person at all. I will just say, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, let me just, let's end this. And so, um, she finally was like, well, if you are not going to use this, if you're, if you're not going to, if you're just going to recycle it, then you should leave it here. And I said, well, I paid for it. This was like $45 of fees. I, I want this. We are going to use it. And finally she gave it to me and I just felt hot. My whole body felt hot all over and my two-year-old was wiggling and, you know, carrying on and I just wanted to get out of there. Um, and all in, in my mind, I'm thinking, look, if this goes wrong, we're going to come back. I've got to, we cannot end on any sort of a, a negative note. There can be no ill will. Um, we live in a small town. And so fortunately, you know, it all ended okay. Um, and off we went. And the boys, there was a little mourning. You know, there was a little sense of, oh no, you know, we're going to miss out on all these different things. But, um, you know, that, that passed. And so I sent a text to all their friends, all the moms and said, Hey, this is what we chose to do. Um, it's a big step, but please let's continue to get together. And, and that happened. Um, and so, you know, it turned out to be a positive thing. I'm not having to eat crow just yet. Um, my kids have done well. My third grader, we're actually going to have repeat the third grade. And that's a whole other whole other podcast on retain, you know, retaining kids in a grade. I've heard of many homeschool moms doing this and kind of, you know, why I chose to do it. So I'll go into that later. Um, but yeah, they're thriving as homeschoolers. And then when COVID-19 hit and the school shut down, God said, see, I told you, I told you so. And I knew that was why, because we were able to transition fairly seamlessly. Um, we still, you know, our, our educational life continued on the same way. We were in a co-op that stopped that met uh, one day a week and the boys, you know, they, they missed it, but, um, that wasn't their main social interaction. I think they really missed sports. We didn't, you know, you guys know, everybody's had the same, the same experience where you didn't get to have your baseball season. You didn't get to finish, you know, whatever. Um, and that, that impacts homeschool kids. I think a lot of people are like, well, you homeschool. So, you know, for you, nothing changed. You're, you've been living in isolation anyway. No, that's not true. We, st we, that's, and that's a whole other episode too of homeschool kids and socialization. I was warned you will be too social. You will have mo days where all you do is fun stuff and, and you, have, you don't get any learning done because naturally people want to get together. And so you just want to get together and play. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely felt that. And, you know, for one kid, he's much, much more social. And so he really, you know, mourned getting to see his friends all the time. And the other one, you know, didn't really have as much of a, of an impact as early on. So, um, 
But I do really believe that was why um, for us, you know, I felt that pull towards homeschooling and it's been an amazing experience. I can't wait to talk about it with everybody and to let everyone know um, this is an amazing time to homeschool. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a teacher to do it. You don't have to have a PhD in um, child psychology and education to do it. You do have to put effort into it like anything in life, but there's nothing more perfect and worth the effort than your kid. So um, please reach out if you want to homeschool and um, please listen. Let's have fun talking about it and sharing, you know, the, the ups and the downs and the questions that we have and the successes and the failures and, and all that goes into it and knowing that you're not alone. There's other people out there doing it and it's a sacrifice um, and it's worth it. So thank you for listening. It was my first ever podcast. I had kids in the background, but that's life, right? Hopefully you can forgive that. And as time goes on, maybe we'll get a little bit more slick and a little bit more professional. But uh, for the time being, thank you. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time. Hi, welcome to the very first ever recording of Homeschool Chat. Thank you so much for listening. Let me just start by giving you kind of an introduction to who I who I am and what the goal of this podcast is and the format. So I am a mom of three boys and I homeschool them. Two are school age. One is still too young for school. He's two. Um, and the goal of this podcast is a place for people who are actively homeschooling and people who are interested in homeschooling to kind of get an idea of what it's really all about. I feel like homeschooling is going through a renaissance right now because of COVID-19 and the current, you know, technology that's available to everybody makes homeschooling so accessible. And dare I say easy? I don't know. That's that's kind of a, a generous a generous term, but um, I just, you know, I want to have a casual conversation. I think sometimes homeschooling can be really intimidating when you look online and you see these beautiful Pinterest pages saying um, homeschooling made easy or um, homeschool scheduled that's guaranteed to work, you know, and all of these kinds of things or these YouTubers who are just beautiful, you know, perfect and their backgrounds are perfect and their makeup is perfect. And you think, oh my gosh, these women um, have it together and I don't and I can't do it. I'm not prepared. Um, you know, that's, that's social media, right? Like that's not always the way, the way reality works. Um, so I just want to be able to have a, a nice conversation that's not snarky, that's not sarcastic, but that's also not trying to pretend to be perfect either. Um, kind of how, how would it be if we were sitting around out, you know, out on the back porch, just talking about life, right? Um, and so, you know, I chose the podcast format because I think that it's, a good way for people who are busy to, you know, to, to hear what I have to say and to kind of relate to somebody who is in their same demographic, who's, who's dealing with the same, you know, the same stuff in life. Um, whether you're 
driving your kid to something. Um, you can listen together in the car or you're working out, you're walking on a treadmill, you're taking a walk outside, doing some chores or working around the house, you know, just, you know, pop it on, have uh, something to listen to that will make you smile, make you think a little bit and, um, you know, make you feel secure in what you're doing because homeschooling, you know, it's a risk and it's scary. Um, for me, it was, I didn't know, you know, I, I felt like it was taking a step and a risk with my children that, you know, could, is it will impact their whole lives. And it has to be something you feel confident about and, you should not ever feel isolated. And so I think that this is something that will, you know, hopefully give people who are homeschooling their kids someone to relate to and listen to and, you know, know that you're not alone out there. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the goal of this podcast. That's where we're going. Um, I want to talk about, you know, just all the fun stuff and some of the serious stuff too, you know, what's going on topically um, politically and government that might be impacting homeschooling, making it harder, making it easier. Um, what does your day look like? What works? What doesn't? What's your setup? Um, curriculum, of course, that's always, you know, at the forefront of everything. And then just the funny stuff the kids do and the the crazy roads that we go down with homeschooling. You know, you think you're going to turn right and then you make this sharp left turn and you guys learn so much more than we ever thought we would. Um, so that's that's kind of what I want to talk about. If there's anything you want to talk about, please, please bring it up um, because it's just an endless source of, <laughs> of material, right? With these kids um, and other parents too, for sure. Um, and with, you know, a pandemic going on, my goodness, it's changed, it's changed everything. Um, that's my two-year-old in the background saying hi. Um, and so, you know, who am I? I am... Uh, 36 years old. I've got three, three boys, as I said, two years old, nine years old, just turned nine and a 10 year old. Um, and they originally were going to public school. I was someone who was always very (laughs) judgy towards homeschoolers. I thought, well, so I graduated high school in 2002. And so at that time where I was living, homeschooling was either for people who were naughty and got kicked out of school or, you know, were very mm, fundamental perhaps, or just kind of struggling socially, you know, that, that kind of thing. And I just felt like it wasn't for me. I just knew for a fact that they didn't learn as much and they were isolated and they were going to be weird and all of that kind of stuff. Well, once I had my own children, and like I said, this is a homeschooling renaissance right now. We live in a community that is very um, pro-homeschooling. There's a lot of people here who homeschool, and they have um, adult children who they homeschooled, and they went on to college, and they have successful careers, and they've managed to find wives and husbands, and I can see kind of what the result will be of a homeschooler, of of a homeschooled kid. And I really liked what I saw. And um, I kind of started thinking about it in a totally different light after seeing these happy kids going about their lives very well adjusted. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. Good for them. You know, good for them, not for me, but, you know, cool. Well, my kids started school and 
I, you know, every day I put them on the bus kind of wondering what's that, what's life going to be like for them at school? What, you know, what's going on there? Never really knowing. And, and even when you volunteer at school and, you know, and you go, you still just don't know. And I found myself praying and praying and praying, please let them have a good day. God, please be with them. Stay with them. You know, always just, you know, kind of almost begging in a way, please, please keep them safe. Um, have them be nice. Have them follow the rules. Have other kids be nice to them. You know, all of those things you worry about as a, as a parent. And, um, just kind of always and not really, and you know, you miss out and you don't always have this time with them. And, um, then all the, they get home at the end of the day, uh, and you rush, rush, rush through sports and homework and dinner. And then it's bedtime thinking, wow, they're spending more time at school than they are with me. Huh? I don't know if I love this as much as I do. And then, but still not knowing, you know, well, this is just the way life is. This is just, this is school. This is, this is American life. This is the way it's supposed to be. And then, um, I had this moment last year in our, I live in Colorado and there was a threat. There was a person who came to the state and was suspected to, her desire was to cause harm to Colorado schools. And they, uh, and I made the decision. We were sitting at the table and I told my husband, I'm not sending them to school tomorrow. I just don't feel good about it and I and at that point the kids had heard the news they knew something was going on they had been in a lockdown the entire school day and so they knew you know some something was happening and we we agreed yeah we're just going to keep them home you know even though we we believe that the school will keep them safe nothing will happen there's a day of fear it's just a day of everybody kind of being scared well, that night we got a call and I, I want to say I could be, I could be off on this, but I think it was at like four in the morning or maybe it was like midnight or just really late at night. They, they put out the robo call saying schools have been canceled and they canceled all the schools in our metro area because of this threat. And I was so happy that they did because, and I think that was the right decision, but that was the first moment where I had decided, you know what, they're, they're better at home than they are at school. And that was kind of the first awakening of, huh, you know, maybe, maybe they are better at home. You know, maybe, maybe they are safer at home. Maybe I should take control and not just trust, um, that they are going to be safer somewhere else. And so then, um, we, we did start school the next school year, all hunky dory off we go to school. And there was a voice in my head and it was God, um, telling me, they are to be homeschooled. They need to be homeschooled. And the more I prayed about it and the more I talked to God about it and begged him for clarity and, and begged him to make me feel comfortable sending them to school, the louder the voice got. And what I would encourage anybody who homeschools to do is tell everybody that you want to homeschool and that you're thinking about it and that you do it because all of a sudden I had people telling me, you know, I homeschooled my kids for a couple years and it was great. And then I had people who gave me hours out of their day to sit and talk to me. Um, you know, one woman on the phone, her daughter was calling her from college and she kept, you know, rejecting the call. And finally, you know, she's like, I, I really do need to take this call. But I think that, you know, it was one of those conversations where God was really working through her because she was just pouring out all of this information from, you know, what it's like to be a homeschooler and, you know, what to do and, and why, and, and that I'll be okay. You know, she's, she's homeschooled, um, several kids, they've gone on to college, some are still at home and, and, you know, just successful. She was successful with it. And then another, another person, you know, sat me down and, and gave me the most beautiful, um, 
reason why she homeschooled and everybody's, you know, home experience is different and why they do it is different. Um, and, and I didn't know there was just this, it wasn't a still small voice. It was a loud demanding voice that this is what I had to do. And so I did it. Um, and I didn't have, I have no ill will toward the school. There's nothing that they do that's, that's wrong or bad or that I need to protect my children from necessarily. But I, and I wanted to end on a positive note with the school because if this all went south, <laughs> if I failed miserably, they were going to have to go back and I was going to have to eat crow and re-enroll. Um, and so I uh, told the kids, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is what it's going to look like. We started to order curriculum and it came in and I showed them. And so they knew, but I didn't tell the school until the day that was going to be their last day because I knew that it would be a week. Like if I came, if I, if I told them on a Monday that this was going to be their last week, it would be a week of goodbyes and crying and tears and, you know, all of this uh, drama and sadness. And I, I wanted the beginning of homeschooling to be a new beginning, something that was positive because we're not moving away. They can still see their friends all the time. Um, and so I went in and I, I, uh, told their teachers and one teacher was very, very positive about it. She was, you could tell, you know, had kind of that mindset of, yeah, they'll be okay. You'll do fine. And then the other teacher was not happy. She, um, did not want to give me the curriculum. And so the way our school district works is we pay fees. We pay quite a bit and we pay, um, for each workbook and I knew that, you know, because you look at the itemized list of every everything you're paying for, the planner, the math workbook, the, um, you know, I know all the different fees and the technology fees and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted the math workbook and she did not want to give it to me. And it was this moment of like this resistance, you know, and I am not a confrontational person at all. I will just say, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. You know, let me just, let's end this. And so, um... She finally was like, well, if you are not going to use this, if you're, if you're not going to, if you're just going to recycle it, then you should leave it here. And I said, well, I paid for it. This was like $45 of fees. I, I want this. We are going to use it. And finally she gave it to me and I just felt hot. My whole body felt hot all over and my two-year-old was wiggling and, you know, carrying on and I just wanted to get out of there. Um, and all in, in my mind, I'm thinking, look, if this goes wrong, we're going to come back. I've got to, we cannot end on any sort of a, a negative note. There can be no ill will. Um, we live in a small town. And so fortunately, you know, it all ended okay. Um, and off we went. And the boys, there was a little mourning. You know, there was a little sense of, oh no, you know, we're going to miss out on all these different things. But, um, you know, that, that passed. And so I sent a text to all their friends, all the moms and said, Hey, this is what we chose to do. Um, it's a big step, but please let's continue to get together. And, and that happened. Um, and so, you know, it turned out to be a positive thing. I'm not having to eat crow just yet. Um, my kids have done well. My third grader, we're actually going to have repeat the third grade. And that's a whole other whole other podcast on retain, you know, retaining kids in a grade. I've heard of many homeschool moms doing this and kind of 
you know, why I chose to do it. So I'll go into that later. Um, but yeah, they're thriving as homeschoolers. And then when COVID-19 hit and the school shut down, God said, see, I told you, I told you so. And I knew that was why, because we were able to transition fairly seamlessly. Um, we still, you know, our, our educational life continued on the same way. We were in a co-op that stopped, that met uh, one day a week. And the boys, you know, they, they missed it, but... Um, that wasn't their main social interaction. I think they really missed sports. We didn't, you know, you guys know, everybody's had the same, the same experience where you didn't get to have your baseball season. You didn't get to finish, you know, whatever. Um, and that, that impacts homeschool kids. I think a lot of people are like, well, you homeschool. So, you know, for you, nothing changed. You've been living in isolation anyway. No, that's not true. We, we, that's, and that's a whole other episode too of homeschool kids and socialization. I was warned, you will be too social. You will have mo- days where all you do is fun stuff and, and you, have, you don't get any learning done because naturally people want to get together and so you just want to get together and play. So um, yeah, we, we definitely felt that. And you know, for one kid, he's much, much more social. And so he really, you know, mourned getting to see his friends all the time. And the other one, you know, didn't really have as much of a, of an impact as early on. So, um, but I do really believe that was why, um, for us, you know, I felt that pull towards homeschooling and it's been an amazing experience. I can't wait to talk about it with everybody and to let everyone know, um, this is an amazing time to homeschool. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a teacher to do it. You don't have to have a PhD in um, child psychology and education to do it. You do have to put effort into it like anything in life, but there's nothing more perfect and worth the effort than your kid. So um, please reach out if you want to homeschool and um, please listen, let's have fun talking about it and sharing, you know, the, the ups and the downs and the questions that we have and the successes and the failures and, and all that goes into it and knowing that you're not alone. There's other people out there doing it and it's a sacrifice. Um, and it's worth it. So thank you for listening. It was my first ever podcast. I had kids in the background, but that's life, right? Hopefully you can forgive that. And as time goes on, maybe we'll get a little bit more slick and a little bit more professional. But uh, for the time being, thank you. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time. (music) 